0: Howdy y'all and welcome to the Calfart Media Podcast Show. I am your host, Calfart Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Calfart Dave or follow the show on Twitter at Calfart Media. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on today, if you haven't noticed in the news. Um, corona, Corona, Corona is about all I can say. It's like the Brady Bunch. Everybody's inside, supposedly, unless you're in Florida, then you're out on the beach. <laughs> yeah, this is a—it's a crazy world we're in right now, but... Before we get into that, I wanted to give it a personal note here. Yeah, I'm recovering well. Thank y'all that reached out. The surgery went very well. Um, I should be able to throw again at some point, so that's good. But it, it was a good recovery so far. And for a while, I really wasn't feeling up for much of anything. So I apologize for the hiatus. We are back, though. We are getting back into the swing of things here. I don't have a script for today, so we're just going to kind of go with it. There's a lot to talk about. Only one subject today. Corona, Corona, Corona. But, oh my gosh, is it an absolute mess. I mean, let's just start off right in the beginning of it. What is this coronavirus? It comes from bats. All right. It, It comes from China. It's a Chinese virus from eating bats. Don't mistake it for anything else. Don't let the media tell you it's anything else because that's what they're going to try and do. In fact, the media is saying it's racist to call it the Chinese virus. (laughs) You can't call it Chinese. You can't say it's from China. Apparently, that's racist. But we can talk about the Spanish flu and say it's from Spain. Oh, it's Spanish. That's okay. Them uh, white people, you can't be racist to white people. But as soon as you say it's from China, all of a sudden it's racist. My cat is sabotaging the show. Get out of here. (laughs) I don't know. I think they're just doing that to get at Trump. You know, they can't give the guy a pass. Honestly, he's done everything right in this situation. I can't even honestly say a single thing that he's done wrong. I mean, he's, he's getting flack everywhere. Primarily, well, you know, they start off. People are saying, oh, he took too long. Like, Schumer gets up there, and he says that Trump delayed. He took too long to take action. And Pelosi gets up there, and she doesn't even want to talk to him. I mean, I read an article just before coming on here. Pelosi's saying, I don't think I would learn anything from talking to the president. What a dumb, stupid dingbat. I mean, come on. Put your grudge aside for one second. You old hag! So sick of that woman. You won't learn anything? Do you realize that he's still president? That he's in charge of all this? Do you know what that means, Nancy? Can it get through your thick skull? That means that everyone is reporting to him. The scientists. The agencies. The other countries, the businesses, everyone's reporting the president. He has more knowledge than anyone in the entire world on this coronavirus. And you don't think you'll learn anything from him. Oh, you hear that? Yeah, the weather's going off. One second. Shut up. Okay, actually, that's not the weather. That wasn't the weather at all. Okay, we are back. I apologize for that. That was not the weather at all. That was actually, indeed, the government sending out another one of their alerts about the coronavirus. Isn't that ridiculous? I can't even sit here and mind my own business without them barging in. Again. Jeez. Why are they doing that? Well, it's because they want socialism. And this is the easiest way for them to spread socialism. Don't fall for it for one second. I am telling you, they are taking it one step at a time using this emergency quote-unquote yeah it's a problem it's a terrible disease a virus that is but it's just like every other virus unfortunately it kills people but it's not the apocalypse I'm not buying it they're gonna use this emergency as a crutch to get all of us supporting and dependent on the government Big Daddy government will come and save the day. I tell you what. <laughs> it's gonna, and as much as I, I love Trump, I'm wearing his hat right now. I've donated to his campaign, I have volunteered for his effort. I hate the stimulus check that is being sent out. And I'm actually gonna get a lot because I am in the impoverished state, the lowest level where, you're, where we're getting a bonus for the bonus. I hate it because it's not the government's job to take care of me when a virus comes. What's going to be next? What is going to happen next with the next thing? It may not even be as strong. It might just be the cold season, the flu season, the the, the allergy season. Oh, everyone's going to get their their shots for the the freaking. There it goes again. Now the TV's going off. See what I'm talking about? I'm sick of it. Is all that everything talks about is the virus, and it's not even as big a deal as it is. Why do I say that? We'll just look at the death rate now. We have all these tests going out, and the death rate's gone down to 1%. Are you kidding me? They were blabbing on TV about how this is 30 times more deadly than the common flu. Oh, it's so deadly. All these people in China are dying. God rest their souls. All these people in Italy are dying. God rest their souls. But when it hits the United States. People aren't dying as much. Thank God. Thank God. We have a country that has health standards, codes, and regulations that prevent this virus from being more than it is. I mean, if you even if you compare it to the rest of the world, there are what twenty one thousand reported deaths. Reported, I say reported, because China is not going to tell how many bodies they burned in secret. That's just kind of what communism does. But just look at look at the, the regular flu deaths for this time influenza. It's actually not nearly as much, but the media makes this corona out to be the next black plague. Well, they already have the plague masks, you know, they all got that for the garb when they walked with them uh, the impeachment pins with Pelosi. y'all had to dress like plague doctors anyway. But this is their crutch, and that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. I don't want this to become the next reason for socialism. They're already doing one step at a time. They're giving you free money. (laughs) They're letting everyone stay home. Well, almost everyone. Of course, if you have a good, reliable job like manufacturing, trucking, farming, any industry, they're going to make you go there. Or tax people. (laughs) That's the best part. If you're a tax person, they want you there. But, you know, if you work for the government, they don't want you there. Why? Why? Well, I guess they think they're better than everyone. I don't know. Why does the every man working Joe have to go to work during this apparent pandemic, global pandemic, disaster, apocalypse, black death? But why is Nancy Pelosi get to stay home? Why does AOC get to stay home? No, that's where it's stupid. I, I don't like that. They are not better than us. They do not get a pass if we don't get a pass. (laughs) That's the first step. The first step is to separate the people from the government. That happened a long time ago. But they are continually trying to push themselves apart. Pelosi, she doesn't care about us. Bernie Sanders doesn't care about us. The only person... The only major political figure right now, I will say, that cares about the people is Donald Trump. Why? Because he is the people. Yeah, he's a billionaire and he didn't start off in poverty, but he didn't start out in politics either. He built his business, he built his industry, he created so many lives. I don't know how many people, how many people are there that are living, going home to their families and having Christmas. Just having a life because of Donald Trump and what he's done. And he takes that mentality and he puts that in the presidency. And thank God we have him as a leader. I can't imagine if we had Hillary Clinton right now. (laughs) It'd be just as bad as China. You know, people would be dying, and they just throw them in the back, put them in a semi-truck, haul them away, take them to the incinerary, burn them. Or, God forbid, anyone tries to record what's going on. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know if any of y'all have seen what some of the governors are doing here. I am unfortunately stuck up in Illinois right now, recovering from my surgery. Now, I'm happy to see all my friends and family up here. But I tell you what, it's a whole nother... I I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like a whole nother world in itself, but it's not. Because I still get to see what's going on back in my home, the good state, you know? We got... Up here, this fat man running the state. Alright. I don't know if you're aware of him. His name is JB Pritzker. I call him Governor Pretzel. I don't understand what happens. Every time I see him on TV, he gets more round. And I can say that because I am a fatty. I'm part of Fatties United as Mark Levin says. (laughs) But this guy, he, he gets up there and he shuts down all the restaurants. He shuts down all the places of business, the places of gathering. Not churches, but municipal areas. Because he wants to keep people apart. Well, guess what that does? It forces people together, you moron! So now there's there's 200 air buildings in this area that aren't open. But you know what is open? Walmart. So where's all these people going to go? Walmart. Now instead of having people scattered across the city, you got them all concentrated in one place, coughing on each other. What kind of a dingbat thought up that law? Because all you did was funnel more people together. At the dog park. We drove by the dog park and oh my gosh, it's like everyone in town decided to go in there. I don't even, I didn't even see that many dogs. I just saw people in there. Wonderful thinking, Pritzker. Jelly belly pretzel. Good job. And he's shutting down, shutting down the the businesses late at night. He's got a curfew on the place. Guess what? I have this thing called the Constitution. You don't know what that is. All he wants to do is get up on his microphone every day, slobber on the podium, and talk about how bad Trump is. Ooh. He gets up there the other day. Get this. He goes, Ooh, Trump didn't give us enough respirators. He promised us respirator. Oh, wait, that's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you know, they're so similar, it's hard to tell them apart. But Chris gets up press there he goes, ah, Trump didn't give us enough respirators. And he promised us, respirators, and we didn't get him. And this is all Donald Trump's fault for not preparing fast enough. Donald Trump. Well, you know what, Pritzker? Just like Cuomo up there in New York, this is also your fault. I'd say more than also, it is your fault. I'm not blaming Donald Trump. You are in charge of state hospitals. You are in charge of a state budget. If you see stuff going on the other side of the world and it's spreading over, why didn't you buy respirators? Why didn't you stock up the hospitals? Why didn't you prepare for your own state? He's got enough to worry about. You can't do one only job you have. You are governor of Illinois, fat boy. Put down the fork and start working. I'm sick of hearing you blame people. Everyone else on TV, every day you get up there and you blame someone. But it's not Illinois' fault that Illinois is getting hit with this. It's just Trump's fault because he didn't come and bail you out. Well, you know what? You go into one of these state hospitals and they'll charge you $500 to blow your nose. Then he's going to get up there and he's going to complain about having to spend state money to get a respirator? To get enough things? You're going to sit there and act like you don't have enough money. You just raised the taxes on everything up here. I got the tags for my truck down in Tennessee. It was $24. $24, and that included shipping, because I was not able to get back to my county at the time. Up here in Illinois, to get a tag for a truck is over $150, a car. That's just one tax. They increased every tax, and they're still increasing the tax. You have more money but yet states that are extremely more poor than you are able to prepare, but you can't? Wow. Or is it that you won't? Hmm. You know what? I bet if you go and look inside of his lunch money account, he's got enough money to buy two Bosco sticks every day at lunch. Yep. I bet all of his buddies are getting extra milk. Pitiful. What's he going to do next? Well, what he's going to do next, I would have to say, is already what... (laughs) Oh, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. I don't know if you all are seeing what Rhode Island's doing. They're calling in the big guns. Now, I agree with Rhode Island here in principle. I don't like New York City. I never will. I'm not going there. Well, I don't want to go there. I'm not going to say I'm not because you never know what will happen. I typically don't like medium-sized cities let alone a giant megalagalopolis like New York. All right, well, you know, New York, is it's been hit almost harder than anyone else with this coronavirus. So Rhode Island, they want to keep them out. These people in New York, a lot of them, they got summer homes in Rhode Island because it's cheaper. As New York is run by socialist Cuomo and he's taxing them out of the woo They got to go up to another state to get it. Now, I know it's not far. It's probably like just like driving to the other side of the state here. But it's the principle, you know? You can't get it in New York because it's too much. So you have to look for somewhere else, even if you didn't want to. That's about pathetic. Well, there's all these people coming over from New York. Not just the summer home people, but it, all people in general, and they're bringing the virus over to Rhode Island where it was not specifically at to begin with, and it's a it's a plague. It's it really is an epidemic going on there. I mean, it's just hopping right over one point to the other, and it's terrorizing Rhode Island. So I understand why Rhode Island wants to keep New Yorkers out of Rhode Island. Well, the way they're going about it, I completely condone. Listen to this. All right, you're not going to believe it. It's right out of George Orwell. (laughs) They're sending the National Guard door-to-door to to look for people that are from New York. (laughs) What is this, the quartering act? Uh, The king's going to sing his royal guard over there, and they're going to go door-to-door, and they're going to look at your papers. And they're doing this in New Jersey. they're sending they're sending people documents to show they're essential this happened to Mark Levin i don't i don't know where he was for that but he was sent a paper to tell him that he's essential and he was sent a card showing his identification to say he's essential and they the, the letter that was with it told him to put it in his glove box and if he gets pulled over and he gets checked to show this to the officer, and he will be all right. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, that absolutely blows my mind. Does that, does that not blow anyone else's mind? All right, you, some of y'all know I am a history major. I am close to being a teacher. If you study history, what similar is like that? What is the closest similarity? Well, I think of specifically Warsaw Ghetto. But any of the detainment of the Jews in the early part of the Holocaust. What are they going to do? You got to have your papers! Show me your papers! Are you essential or not? Papers! Let me see identification and papers. And why are you not wearing the big E on your shirt? All essential people must wear an E. mean, just think about that. Is that really what we're going to? What does the Constitution give me the freedom of? The freedom to assemble. <laughs> and you're going to tell me, for the place I pay to live. I'm not allowed to go out unless I have your permission? Now you listen here, buddy. You work for me. I am not a subject to the governor of the state. I am your boss. I am the taxpayer. You work for us. How dare you get up there on your microphone Tell me where I can and can't go. It's unbelievable. I'm scared, folks. All y'all, I am actually worried about what our country is going to do. I'm not worried about the coronavirus as much. Again, I understand this is a very contagious virus. It causes suffering. And for those that it can really afflict, it's deadly. And I know it's deadly to even those that aren't. The media likes to say one teenager died in California. And they're, they're using that as another crutch. I'm very sorry and sad to hear that this teenager died in California. I have been praying for their family. But how dare the media get up there and use that name and that story for their own agenda. They're going to use that as a reason for martial law and I'm seeing it already. They're going to push for all these states to enact their own martial law, and try and force the president to go through with his. They're going to try and get him to do national. And they're going to use people like this. How dare they? Why don't you show some of the stories of the people that beat it? The 90-year-old woman that recovered from it. That's glorious. That's absolutely amazing. But they don't care about that. The media lives on fear. They monger. That's what they do. And Stephanopoulos, he gets up there. And he's gonna talk about all the people dying around the world. Yay! Yay! Brian Stelter. Prepubescent kid. I don't know about y'all. I can't stand to listen to him. It feels like I'm watching that little news show that came on in middle school. (laughs) Hi, everybody! Well, I will... Thank you all for tuning in to the Calfart Media Podcast... I've got to go on here. There's more stuff coming up. But thank you for listening, and I will look to you into the next episode.